This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Here's an uh, interesting little factoid for you. In the Australian Daintree Rainforest, there's a tree that has a fruit with the common name idiot fruit. Interestingly enough, it's that fruit that is the drink of choice at the Democrat National Convention. I just recently learned that. The idiot fruit. uh, It's a real fruit from the Australian Daintree Rainforest. And that idiot fruit apparently is the drink of choice for uh, the highest-ranking Democrats. I found this to be interesting. Did you know that President John Quincy Adams used to like to uh, uh, bathe in the Potomac? In other words, he was skinny-dipping. He would like to wake up early, I guess 4 or 5 o'clock, about the same as me on a typical day. I slept in a little this weekend, but... Let's talk about this story, shall we? Good old President Adams, he would get up a little early. And uh, he liked to go down there by the river when nobody was around, at least not usually. He'd take a little dip in there. I got to tell you, uh, first of all, who knows if the story's really true? There's a lot of stories surrounding it. That's what I wanted to tell you. From, you know, the uh, the uh, reporter, the woman who, you know, they didn't let women report on stories then because of the white male misogynist racists that were in charge then. <laughs> didn't let anybody do anything except live in the polluted areas if you live in, listen to Jane Fonda. But this woman, uh, she went and sat on his clothes and wouldn't get up until he agreed to do an interview. What would make you think he would honor such trickery if, if true? So you think, wow, what an odd, quirky habit for a president, which is, you know, kind of unique, eclectic, you might say. But I'll tell you what, you've heard me talk about an outdoor shower, and this is not some kind of uh, exhibitionist thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about a private area, certainly, <clears throat> but under the sun with the fresh air and and uh, washing. and <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into it. <laughs> Yes, we're going to get to the balloon story. I got two more things to tell you before that. What was the Boston Tea Party all about? So I'm reading this clearly uh, globalist British propaganda. <laughs> like, it wasn't the, uh, the, the, the uh, patriotic thing that you think it was. It was really just a bunch of drunkards, which is probably true. Got all torqued up, drunked up, and went and caused trouble. I guess that's uh, an interesting interesting tactic. But here's what I thought was an interesting tie in this little propaganda piece. And that is the influence of the Dutch. And they said the Dutch were selling tea to the colonies on the black market and avoiding the tax. And that's how the uh, colonists could have their cake and eat it too, so to speak, because of the dirty Dutch, the Germans. They're the ones that were the fault for all this mayhem. And that little detail, it really caught my eye, caught my attention, I should say. 
And I would have to believe that it's very true. And I wonder if both the Revolutionary Wars and the Civil War weren't as much differences between uh, English and Germans as uh, it was anything, as it was, you know, colonists and and, uh, England. And maybe it was the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, the split, it was just something that I was pondering because uh, people would really uh, gloss over the influence of the Protestant Reformation and the Protestant reformists and the role of the founding of America. Uh, it's biblical in its own right, uh, certainly uh, historic and particularly spiritual in my opinion. I don't know. If you read through history, I think you'll find that you'll agree with all that. So this I found interesting. We'll get to the balloon. Just hold on. Everybody wants to talk about the balloon. I got like uh, quite a few emails. What do you think of this balloon story? I'm going to tell you. Nine body parts. I, I found this interesting in this age of technology, AI, and biometrics, which it's done. You've already been scanned. If you think you haven't, I guarantee you're wrong. Do you have a driver's license? Then it's in the database. It's done. It's already done. The AI has already scanned all that. Nine body parts are as unique as your fingerprints are. I didn't know this. I never really thought about it. Uh, your teeth. Yep. Buddy of mine said that. Your iris, your retina. What's the difference there? What's the iris, the black part, and the retina is the colored part? So you're telling me the iris, what's so unique about that? I guess what, if you get like zoom in on it, like uh, it's not a, com- a perfect circle or something? Uh, does anybody know? The retina is unique. The ear shape is unique. I know a few of you that have some weird stinking ears too. You know who I'm talking about. And I'm not just talking about the cauliflower ear from the wrestlers either. Lip print, <clears throat> tongue, I didn't know that. Voice, AI can duplicate that. Toe print, teeth, and your walk. So you have these nine unique biometric markers, so to speak. I guess your DNA, if you're going to extract blood, that'll be next. You'll need to like give a, 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 a pinprick to get into your house. That's uh, going to be the next level of security. You get to log into your computer. There's going to be a pinprick. <laughs> How much worse can it get? So I thought to myself, you know, what if you know, like I, I know there's websites and and things like that now. You can scan it with a face scan. My uh, my mortgage company does it. I don't do it. I'm like I try to kind of minimize that, but it doesn't matter. It's too late. I'm telling you, it's done. You, you've been scanned. Social media, if you put anything out on there, I don't know. You think Joe Biden uh, drinks the idiot fruit? I don't think so. Not Joe, not Uncle Joe. He's too smart. That's kind of wrong. I mean, I feel kind of bad saying that now. It is a real fruit. And, of course, I don't mean that the Democrats drink it, you know, because not all Democrats are idiots. There's a couple of smart ones, like two or three, I think, maybe four across the country. So anyway, it was wrong of me to be so judgmental. <laughs> Why would I say such a thing? You know, just like stooping to new lows, really. Well, maybe it's because I've been a little cooped up. In fact, you're lucky to be hearing from me. 
that they survived the polar vortex that invaded the Northeast with the coldest air in over five years with bitter wind chills. That's the headline. Polar vortex invades Northeast with the coldest air in over five years with bitter wind chills. This event will be remembered not so much for the actual temperatures, but the dangerous wind chills, which have already been the coldest observed in decades in parts of Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Minus 106 on Mount Washington, New Hampshire. How cold does it regularly get up there? I don't know. We were, they get cold here. It's down like 20 degrees. It was a little chilly. I had to use my heated vest. I wore my base layer. Sometimes I wore my wool cap. Sometimes I wore my Eskimo cap. I don't know what you call those things. And this went on for like, oh, two days. Then today, I woke up. It was about 25. I went outside at about 8. It was about 30. And uh, by late this afternoon, it was 50, just like it was four days ago. But I'll tell you, that long, long two days in between. I mean, the rest of winter has been like 50 degrees, but those two days and that polar vortex invaded us, invaded us like... Russia did to Ukraine. <laughs> so it's I'm happy to be here. So I just want to celebrate that a little bit, okay? Praise God. I'm glad I survived it. Uh, the heater worked amazingly. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Yes, we turned on. We had it got so bad. We turned on two space heaters, <laughs> one in the garage. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the balloon, shall we? Uh, what do I think about the balloon? This is really a very, very fascinating story. So uh, I got to tell you my gut feeling on it. I think they're probably Chinese weather balloons. And I think it was a dumb idea to shoot it down. If it's not a Chinese weather balloon, how is it that we're finding out about it over Montana? Now, there's been all kinds of crazy stuff coming out about this. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Here's one uh, saying that the uh, there was an explosion above Billings, Montana, and a fake video. I fat figured. Then they were saying there was another one over Latin America. I think I saw another story about one near Hawaii. Then I saw a story that there were three that crossed over during Trump's administration. And I say to myself, well, maybe they are weather balloons. I didn't get a chance to look into that. You know, could you find any information on it? I don't know. What is it, a chance that it really is a Chinese weather? You know, there was another big guy right up. I didn't even look at it. I can't I can't handle it right now. I really can't. I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's the beginning of World War III. You know, those, maybe that, that could have an EMP. They could, they could detonate a nuke over Montana. It would take out the whole country with one balloon. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it's not really funny, you know, really. Uh, 
would the Chinese do that? Could the Chinese do that? Is that what this is about? Well, uh, if you know, the, the write-up I saw was asking, well, why in this era of technology of you know drones and, and satellites would the Chinese be using balloons? It really makes no sense at all. I mean, for God's sake, you already got Google Maps, Google Earth that's already doing most of this work. You know, as far as um, access to, you know, facilities and things like that, I'm pretty sure what happens now is there's like a jamming that goes on in, in these areas. Uh, there's a, a geofencing that, like, drones, like, you can't fly a drone over a military installation. It, you, you'll get blocked. Like, the drone won't go there. I don't really know a whole lot about that. Um, but I have to believe it's the same for imagery at this point. But who knows? <clears throat> you know, everybody's all, you know, spy balloon, spy balloon. What, what does that even mean? Like, spy balloon. And wh- why? It makes no sense. The Chinese says, no, it's a weather balloon uh, that went off course. And it, it kind of sounds plausible. Like, what else would you be using these balloons for? So then you're telling me it's gone on and stuff, so there's some kind of a threat, but we don't pick up on this. What, it's like an, a radar evading Weather, uh, radar evading balloon. And, you know, if it would have been shot down over the Pacific, well, I would have been impressed. They shoot it down over the Atlantic, and then they want to, you know, act like they're some kind of heroes. And then I'm hearing, who knows if this is true, that it gets shot down over uh, off the the coast of South Carolina, uh, but the the United States can't get anybody out there to recover it. The Chinese are going to get to it first. What? Biden says, I ordered it shot down Wednesday, but they said they had to wait to someplace safe. See, I told you he's not drinking the idiot fruit. Smart thinking, Uncle Joe. You know, you don't want a Chinese weather balloon, spy balloon, whatever it is, with an EMP landing on Dallas or something like that, for God's sake. You say, wow, they couldn't pick somewhere rural? No, absolutely not. I don't know. I don't know what's involved in this, this whole uh, fiasco. I would have to think you shoot it, it has a hole, and it's coming down damn near straight down. I would, I would, I don't know, maybe not. I would guess it would drift. Nowhere that could be done safely. They, they don't have the ability to just evaporate this thing into a million pieces. I don't know. Maybe you can't do that. I don't, I really don't know. Who knows what's involved, right? I'm not an aeroscientist or whatever. All I know is I'm like, well, why wasn't it shot down over the Pacific? I think it probably does happen. I think they really are probably weather balloons. And so why would Uncle Joe want to shoot this thing down? Why would this story be spun? Well, it's newsworthy, so it's good for the media. They like it. And uh, maybe they're the ones that even suggested this. And for Uncle Joe, anything he can do to cause a distraction right now. I don't know if he's not in big trouble, politically and otherwise. I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, uh, if anything's ever going to happen. You know, they said the same about Trump, right? Everybody, every week they still think he's going to jail. Just depends on what news you listen to. So, I don't know, but even if it's not that, politically speaking, not talking about the debt limit, 
right? Not a big issue. Like, they'll literally start World War III. And I really think this is a huge problem with the global banking system, the global bank, the global bankers, and the military-industrial complex. It works hand-in-hand. It has to. They have to maintain this global control over the markets, keep the peace, if you will. And, you know, it's like the mafia. People say the same thing. They say, if you look back in Philadelphia— And the streets didn't look like this when the mafia was in control. Truth be told, truth be told, in some ways it was much, much better. Much, much better to have that uh, uh, ruled like that. There was an order to things. Now you just have chaos. But that, that just means that you're picking of the lesser of two evils. It's not the way it should be in any way. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, interesting timing to me. And then you have the Chinese reaction when they say, well, now they're going to retaliate. Well, wait a minute. You just got caught. Uh, if you're going to believe the American story, what do you mean you're going to retaliate? You just got caught flying a, a, a spy balloon over our country. We shot it down over open waters. What do you mean you're going to retaliate? Well, if it was a weather balloon that they're saying, wait a minute, you just shot down our weather balloon unprovoked. You know, every right to fly weather balloons. Is there any chance that the United States has its own little weather balloon fleet? I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe it really was. Now, if you're going to believe the story, if you're going to believe the story as it is, that doesn't really make sense either. Because they're going to say, yep, it's a, it's a Chinese spy balloon. Well, then isn't that mean we're at war with them, basically? I mean, isn't that kind of an attack? Wouldn't that be the logical next when nobody's saying that? Well, the president has to be careful here, Phil, because uh, he can't speak of World War III. He doesn't want people to overreact. It's all BS. Probably just a weather balloon, if I'm guessing. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this is it. Maybe they were testing to see if they could launch a weather balloon and predict the weather patterns closely enough to launch an EMP attack that would take out the whole... North American continent. But what about their friends and and allies in Canada? One little slip up outside of Billings, Montana could take out Toronto, Quebec, Saskatchewan. (laughs) I don't know my Canadian geography that well. (laughs) All of it. Greenland, gone. And with enough wind, Iceland could be partially paralyzed as well. (laughs) Listen, uh, from everything I'm told, it's it's almost as bad as surviving a polar vortex that invaded the Northeast with the coldest air in over five years and bitter wind chills. <laughs> it gives me bitter chills just thinking about the whole thing. The EMP attack and how awful our news is. It's really a shame that uh, you can't depend on much of anything, can you? I don't know. Well, we'll see, I guess, what uh, comes of the balloon. What's happening in Ukraine? It seems like Russia's winning, but I don't know, if not completely. They seem to be uh, amassing a huge number of troops, but I'm not hearing a lot about real uh, specific gains. Maybe Russia is just uh, softening, 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 because there appears to be a lot of that going on. You don't know. You don't know. 
Joe Rogan had a, a veteran on whining about uh, veterans' claims for PTSD. He claims that he's rated at 200% this guy. I'm listening to this whole thing. And he was basically saying that uh, because of TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, that they end up being done as PTSD claims because it's easier. That's the symptoms anyway. I didn't really get that whole thing. But then he's saying that with, well, the problem is then you you get rated, and this guy was rated 100% T&D or PT&D or something like that. Yeah, permanent total disabled. And what that means is uh, that he can never, his rating can never be lowered 100% for PTSD. And he said the problem with that is he worries that the VA is going to take away his guns under some red flag laws. And I've never heard of such a case, by the way. I think more often than not, the veterans getting their guns taken away, either they're bona fide nut jobs that uh, the veteran, the VA is trying to do what they feel is necessary to protect people, or nut jobs who are trying to gain the system and they think they're going to bump up their uh, PTSD claim. Yeah, some suicide. Yes, they just want to kill everybody, whatever kind of goofy nonsense they make up just to bump up the claims, and it gets them in trouble, of course, as saying things like that probably should on some level, you would think. You'd want some kind of follow-up. Did you see the story of the uh, the 13, 14-year-old boy beating up the 9-year-old girl on the school bus? Uh, I, I don't really watch TV. You know, coming out of Florida... And I didn't realize how much it was getting around, quite frankly. Uh, of course, it's the whole race thing. Uh, my daughter's eight, and, uh, you know, the thought of somebody uh, hitting on her like that is enraging to me, to say the least. Uh, I pity the poor bastard. I really do. Um, it's, you know, and I've been critical that Around here, nobody rides the bus. You drive around anywhere locally here, you can't get through in the school areas. The buses are empty, and I mean empty. And I guess they have to run them anyway. You get like a few kids that ride the bus here and there, but not much. And even here, there was a story I told you, a uh, inappropriate touching by some 70-some-year-old guy who was working as an attendant on the bus, it's like, who do you trust? I'm told on the on the Florida bus that there was two adults on the bus that didn't intervene, and I couldn't watch it. I, I, I won't. I just, uh, I don't have the stomach for it. I think I saw it pop up late last night in a, a on Gab or something, and it just made my heart hurt. And, you know, it, it, it just strikes me, you know, who knows uh, who the girl's parents are. Um, there, there would be bloodshed, I'll just tell you, if I was on the receiving end of that. No doubt. Uh, there would be a price to be paid, a heavy one. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know that boy, uh, and I, I'm not, you know, I don't have any... Uh, uh, whatever uh, excuses to offer him, but I can all but guarantee you that 
he's in some kind of a, a very abusive environment of whatever kind. Who knows? Who knows? It's just, uh, it's sad, I guess, on so many fronts. It's all videotaped. And um, the A, that we all have to watch it the, with the PTSD that the country has. How do you, how do you watch that? And not have PTSD. You wonder why, you know, there's no way in hell a parent's going to put her kid on the bus today. That there's going to be an adult on the bus that you think that it's then going to be safe. And it's not, by the way, I'm told, and I don't know, like I said, I wouldn't watch it. I can't look into it. I I really can't handle the, the violence on children thing as it is. And when it starts hitting too close to home for me, I just, I can't, I have to disconnect on some level. I go nuts. I really do. Uh, like I said, it popped up. I just, it made me sick. It made me physically ill. Like I, I want to, you know, I'm like, I want to get involved in my son. I'm like, I'm going to get down there. Yeah, there's a good idea. <laughs> just what we need. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? It, just, it it makes me crazy. I guess what I said, I just have to disassociate because I can't handle it. That's why I don't even want to know the details. I really don't. Anyway, they are going to tell me the whole country doesn't have some PTSD from that? You know, why don't we hear about that kind of stuff going on in other countries? Does it? We just don't hear about it? I don't know. You don't hear, anywhere you don't hear about that kind of thing. Why not? Jane Fonda. What's this? Uh, uh, the safety vest, I told you. This is interesting. It, it's stab-proof. We're all going to be wearing chain mail. Another fire at a chicken farm. I feel like I talked about that, too. There's no big news stories. Uh, The FBI finds no classified documents at Biden's Rehoboth Beach house. And this whole story with the documents and the search at the house, all very strange. But then there's this story that came out about uh, taking out the handwritten notes that they took. What do you mean they took them? Is it is that deemed classified? That they can just go in and take whatever they want? I mean, presumably, they don't even have a warrant. They don't need it because he's offered his full cooperation, right? He's like, sure, you know, take it, take an ounce of blood if you have to. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt he's really cooperating. Maybe he is. I don't know. So uh, Russia's saying that you know they're not backing down. No intentions that they are. The United States and, and Europe is sending increasingly, uh, you know, volatile, more capable weapons. I saw the latest missiles with a 100-mile range. Russia's saying, and I, I told you there was a deal on those. They're saying, you know, don't you dare use one of those weapons to attack inside of Russia. And um, so, you know, there's this constraint, and it's only a matter of time. I, you, you trust that Zelensky is going to, be the good foot soldier? I don't know. It's threatening the American military control over the globe. That's what's really at stake here. Apparently, they've had to move the biolabs out of Ukraine over to uh, Africa. Who knows, right? Who knows any of this? But why do we have troops in Africa? You have to wonder. Oh, peacekeeping. anti The war on terror. Yeah, sure. I don't believe. What war on terror? What ISIS? 
that ISIS went away, and then we hear about them again now, but they're not really back. What war on terror? Oh, yeah, they've got strongholds in Africa. And then let me guess, right around the biolabs where they're testing bats again. Why the bats? What's with the bats? I don't know. Something with the insects and the bats. Lots of accusations. Lots of a sinister activity. Why aren't we working on ways to cooperate and get along and, and build a better world for everybody in real tangible ways? Not to tell people they can't have cars and that they have to be forced to share bathrooms with people that they don't want to and watch their kids get beat up on the bus and watch the police beat up people for traffic stops. And, you know, these, these are easy things to fix, you know. Help even even in, in Central and Latin America, instead of going down there and meddling, I'm convinced that uh, probably half of the unrest down there is due to American influence, whether it's the CIA. What, what do you think got Bolsonaro out? He wasn't a globalist. He wasn't cooperating with the world banking and uh, um, military-industrial complex. So they were like, okay, <clears throat> you realize we control the voting machines, right? And so he fought that, too. And look what that got him. He ran him right out of the country. Not a problem. Doesn't matter. They'll stop at nothing. Really makes you wonder. Fascinating times that we're living in. What do you do? You got to stay positive. Got to take care of yourself first and foremost. I'm feeling really good. We were out, uh, out in the morning, did a couple miles out on the trail, felt good. Spent some time outside with the dogs. And uh, getting my weight down. So in a couple of weeks, weeks, I'll take off a few more pounds. Then we'll start building a little muscle and staying outside as much as possible. It's been so nice here, despite the super-duper polar vortex invading us from above like a, like a missile out of Russia. I don't know. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.